We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, rest and play, the Bunwurrung people of the Kulin Nation and the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains, and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. We also wish to extend that acknowledgement to the First Nation people of the lands in which you are listening from and any First Nation people here today. We're back, witches. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> um, yes. So, what up, witches? Welcome to Witch and Witcher Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Vicky. I hope you've all been doing really, 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 really well. And hopefully you've just been gone back to back and smashing these yeah, out. Yeah, just going boom, boom, um, boom. Yeah. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we've decided for our comeback episode, we're making them into mini-sodes just to make it easy for you all to listen because we know a lot of you are listening on the train or on the bus or on in the car or, you know, maybe while yeah, you're doing your grocery uh, shopping, whatever you're doing, you know, yeah. so we're going to make it more bite-sized. Like, when we have a guest, different story. But when yeah. it's just us, we can make them smaller and cut them up. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so, good. Um, so we've already done part one, which we, was, we were hearing all about Vicky. Yes, all about you. It's all about me. It's so all was, about me. I was letting letting ladies go first because I'm so chivalrous. I was going to say, look at you being a gentlemanly, being yeah. all gentlemanly. Of I love I, it. Um, hello. I know. Have you met me? I have. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> All right, so then that means now it's my turn to put you in the hot seat. Okay. Isn't it? So part two, we're going to find out. So lovely. What I, have- I, I live in the hot seat because let's face it, I'm seated and I'm hot. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Like, okay, where are we going here? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So my love, what have you been up to since we last spoke on the podcast? Okay, so since March. Okay, yeah. so and what have you been up to in the in the spiritual witchy woo woo weird and yeah. wonderful world? Okay, so to start off, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. So, uh, sadly, oh, which one? No, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh no, which one? What's happening? No, 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 no. As in, so last episode, I was talking yeah. about um, over intellectualizing your practice, and yeah. then I was going to thank spirit for giving me the time energy and space to finish off temple of witchcraft and whatever it didn't happen guys um so guys girls people indifferent um yeah everyone it didn't happen so uh you know what that's cool it it was it was a lot it was a hard pill to swallow because i had put so much pressure on myself and it was something i really wanted to do um but because of the fact that i had fallen behind my brain said, anything that I do from this point is going to be half-assed. It's just going to be pushing mm. through to get it done, which is just going to be ticking a box to say I completed it. Have I really completed it? Not to the fullest of my ability. And I didn't want yeah. to be that witch. Yeah. Like to me, if I'm going to do a course, I'm going to do the goddamn course. Yeah. I'm not just going to sit there and go, oh yeah, quickly tick, submit tick, something. Tick, 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 done. I'm a witch. Like I'm already yeah. a witch. I don't need the course to be a witch. You know what I mean? No, it's um, about that that growth, that personal thing, that personal experience. Exactly. And even though I thought I was ready, uh, life just got in the way. Yeah. And so, that's okay. And there's no tea, no shade with um, no. Temple of Witchcraft. Like I'm still friends with Christopher and everyone. Um, I may re-enroll. Mm-hmm. I may still re-enroll because, I mean, I bought a bloody robe for my graduation i bought I the i bought the cord and made my own cord and did cord magic so that when i graduated i had my cord ready i've got all five colors to do all five degrees like i still i'm still putting it out though. there i've kept them all yes can um, i ask you something on that because i know it was something that you had um wanted to do for a really long time as well mm-hmm. 
how was how did you feel about um like coming to that place of being able to let it go and go you know what this I'm not doing what I I need to do and I don't want to do the tick boxes thing how did that how did you feel I I haven't really worded that horrible horrible no I I felt horrible I actually it caused me because I gave up on that I went through this whole thing of I'm a fraud I'm not really a witch um this is only witchcraft level one. This should have been a walk in a park. Why was it so hard for me? Maybe I can't call myself a witch. Maybe I should just stop everything. Mm-hmm. I even got to the point where I contemplated going, and I'm just going to pack up shop and who cares? Let's just not do this anymore because it's not me. Yeah. Like I actually went down that yep. dark path Yeah. Uh, for a what for a lot of time. Um, yep. And I, and then I realized after the fact is that it was another form of witch poster syndrome where we just, our inner saboteur mm-hmm. comes out and we project it out into the world and then it stops us from achieving greatness. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, maybe it's because, because it's safe. Because it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's safe not to be out there, isn't it? It's oh, safe. 100%. Well, like our, our system, our internal system thinks it's just much safer. Well, because even on that note, yeah. when I'd be talking to people, like for the last six months when I'm talking to people and they say, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, yeah, I work at a gym. I teach at four gyms. I manage two. I have a YouTube channel, a podcast. Blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, what's the podcast? I'm like, oh, witching and bitching. And they go, what's that about? I'm like, witchcraft and spirituality. Those I answer quickly. They go, mm-hmm. oh, you're a witch. I pause. Why do I, why do I pause? Mm-hmm. So it's taken me the last six months. I've been curbing that habit and just going, yep. yeah, I'm a witch. What of it? Yeah. Do you have yep, questions? Yep. And every time I just go, yeah, I'm a witch. People are like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what? why I've projected this version of reality yeah. that I think that me saying yes and giving a confirmed affirmation, mm-hmm. that that's going to lead to them being negative. Yeah, I know. I'm exactly the same. I know exactly what you, you're saying. I'm exactly the same. It's really taken me recently to start actually answering that question properly. Yeah, because it's like, and if even even to the point where now I used to separate church from state. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it is. As in I used it to is. separate my witch yeah. self, my spiritual self from every other aspect of life. Yeah. However, one of the other things I've done, which I'm going to touch on in a moment, has mm. forced me to bring my spiritual practice into my workplace. Yes. Now think of it. Good. I work at a gym. Mm. This so, is gold. I love it. Um, but I'll get to that. Yes. Um, but thank you for answering that because I just wanted to share because I, I I mean I saw you through that time as well, so I know what it was like. But um I think it's it in the end, it's actually kind of forced you to kind of go back to you you found this other version of yourself and you found the path that's actually more aligned which is so funny because i've gone full circle yeah you have Um, so from temple of witchcraft i then i always said to vicky um because y'all know that i'm obsessed with kyle gray he's (laughs) my he is my forever man crush monday um (laughs) forever like there's just that like y'all know that i'm an outlander fan any guy with a scottish accent is hot in my books Mm -hmm. um and yeah. Anyway, so um, I always said to Vicky that when his certified angel guide course ever comes up next, if I've got the money, I'm going to do it. And when things was winding up with TOW, um, it came up and it happened to be on sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a discounted amount. And I looked in my bank balance and I had almost the exact dollar amount, like to the dollar to the dollar. Um, no so I, I didn't even, I didn't even question it. I had other bills to pay, but I told myself if I had the money in my account, 
And funnily enough, when I did that, I gave gratitude for it. Thank you, angels, for putting the money in the necessary funds yeah. in my account in order to do that. All of a sudden, I got money that I wasn't expecting back into my account to pay my bills. I was like, so then it came back around. What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it spanned me out. Spanned yes, me out. Yes, I love so, it. So, um, I finished that. So I didn't allow history to repeat itself. I actually finished my certified angel guide qualification. Yeah. Um. Have I started practicing as a certified guide? Not yet, because to me, it's again, I have integrity and I don't just want it to be a tick and flick exercise. I did all the things to get the qualification, but now I actually want to live and breathe in this space for a while to have a genuine connection with my angel guides and my angels. Um, So then that way when I'm facilitating or doing these like angel parties or whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to call that yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm doing it with some level of an integrity. I haven't just gone yeah. on, done an online course and I am an angel guide now. I'm no, good now. I'm no. not like that. Um, yeah. So, and as Which part of that, as part of that, to further develop myself, I also did his angel card mastery um, course. So, and again, that's nothing. And I actually did my practice on you. I know. So, and I don't so know. I, I think I did I think pretty it was good. Like, I think you did too. I think it was so good. It was on point. The whole thing. I yeah. loved it. So um, great. So that's another thing I was that so excited. I'm that actually watch this space, people, because I'm probably going to be putting mm. that online in the near future, saying that I'll because I've always offered tarot, but yeah. now I might actually go down the road of offering angel card readings. Um, because but again, I want to sit with the cards, really get to know them, so I don't have to be that guy that looks at the book every five minutes. Yeah. Because angel cards are a whole different ball game to me. It's all different, isn't it? Because there's no one way different. to read an angel card, like or oracle there's card no, for that matter. Like there's no base to it, like there is for tarot. Like often they're all kind of to some degree based upon sort of like the Rider Waite, uh, yeah. Smith system. That, that it, there is sort of like the Four of Swords is usually always around about this kind of meaning. Yeah. In whatever doesn't matter whose deck it is, it's usually a similar meaning. Whereas oracle cards, it's just that particular deck. It's funny that you should mention the Four of Swords just randomly. <laughs> I know. I just feel about that. Because yes. Four of Swords has been where I've been living for the last few months. Mm. As in Four of Swords, for those that don't know, Tarot is all about um, taking a rest or recovery position um, basically to avoid oh, burnout. Oh, wow, it really is too. To avoid burnout. And also it's all about going within and, and offering things like prayer and um and meditation and like all of that, a necessary pause in order to recharge because you've burnt out. And funnily enough, the last six months, I've been so focused on my health and fitness Mm. that on top of teaching 22 classes, I've been doing F45 with my husband because I always say couples that train together, stay together. Um, I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, we've been doing that as a means of like, cause that's another thing. Like I've got so many things on my plate, but I want to keep giving back because that's important to me. Yeah. So we do that together. Then I go off and teach. So I've been living such a physical life for so long for the mm. last six months, like shredded myself, the house down boots. Um, still got a long way to go, but still it's a work in progress. Um, but then basically because of that, uh, that I then it's interesting. Cause a lot of people are like, how are you not burnt out? But it's because of the next thing I'm about to touch on, which yes. And you mentioned that uh, something came up on Instagram, and you randomly went down the rabbit hole. Blah blah blah. Same yep. thing happened to me. So I have an assortment of instruments behind me. Pretty still behind. singing bowls and a Tibetan bowl and a shamanic drum and koshi chime up the corner. Mm. Oh, by the way, if you don't know what a koshi chime is, <gasps> let me just show you this. Oh yeah, please do. I love them. Hopefully, it doesn't ruin the sound. No, it's coming out good. 
How beautiful is that? Oh, I love them so much. Anyway, I'll stop playing with it because I could sit there playing that all day. <laughs> I'll just like zone off while we <laughs> It'll be beautiful. But yeah, so I have all four of them and I have all seven crystal singing bowls. Because <laughs> <laughs> you I'm always have to, have, has to have all the things. You're like one man band. <laughs> it's a true story. True story. Um, so anyway, I randomly <laughs> saw I randomly saw this course for um, sound healing. It's a level one crystal singing bowl practitioner course through yep. Rainbow Sounds. Shout out to Rainbow Sounds and shout out to Lily Kim. So she's the facilitator that did the training. And I drove all the way out to Torquay from Melbourne. That's a good couple of hours drive. And we nearly met you we and did. I. We did. Vicky was so close to coming over. I was always but coming. The borders were shut between South Australia and COVID. Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so she couldn't come because they wouldn't have let her cross the border. No. Um, because I think we were having another peak in the pandemic on yeah. our side or something, and yeah, Adelaide something didn't happened. want people going there from here and whatever. Oh, I can't remember, yeah. Or as I was gonna go over there, and actually, I think it was you guys would let me in, but then I don't think I could come back. You couldn't come back, yeah, I because Adelaide back. wouldn't want anyone from Melbourne going no, there. Yeah, don't no, don't want any of your germs, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> apparently, Melbourne has different germs to South Australia, everywhere but anyway. else. Um, so I went to this course and I got so in my head about it because I'm like, oh my God, I wanted to go with a friend and now I'm going by myself and everything. But the whole drive there, because it was early in the morning, I wasn't going to ring you. Um, I was listening to Kyle Gray talking about the different angels because in addition to certified angel guide and uh, angel card mastery, I've also just completed my first year of angel team level one or whatever you call it. First year angel team with him. Um, I haven't re-signed up for the second year only because I want to absorb everything that I learned in first year. Cause there was a lot like I had to get to know, well, I still have to get to know at least 12 angels like intimately. Yeah. That's a lot of people to. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of meet and greets happening there. Yeah. Um, And so I want to form a really genuine bond with each and every one of them. So I know who to call on for different things. So when I'm doing these angel parties or doing angel card readings, I know who to call upon and whatever, whatever. So I'm kind of letting that marinate for a bit because we all know meat tastes better when it's been in the marinade overnight. Yes, that's Uh, right. I don't know where I went with that. But anyway, (laughs) um, anyway, so I was listening to the angel related stuff in the car on the way to Torquay and then I think I did ring you at one point you did yeah because while listening to it and I can't remember what it was there was a particular angel that we were supposed to be it meeting was, or whatever I and I remember I drove down this into this valley and there was fog and all of a sudden the fog lifted and then I came up and the sun streamed through and it was just like yeah. and it was literally talking about feeling the heat coming in from the back of your head and whatever and as I've come out of this valley the sun has hit me at the back of the head and has warmed me up and I'm like oh my god like the synchronicity of that alone yeah blew my mind and it was talking about gliding through the clouds and I literally as I said that I drove into this valley and it was literally driving through fog yeah it was just like you couldn't see anything there was nothing and yeah it just there's so oh, many I love things that sort of yes. so it just blew my mind um shout out Kyle Gray like love your work um Seriously, he never ceases to amaze me. Um, even even so much as like, okay, no, I digress. I'll go back to that later. Uh, um, so sound healing. I did the crystal singing bowl thing. Of course, I had to buy all the bowls. Jumped straight in the deep end. Did a did a singing bowl private viewing for a few people then after that it was easter monday was the first one i did and i had oh, 25 yeah. people rock up yeah. to my first ever singing bowl <laughs> sound healing thing. I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. And they all loved it. They thought it was amazing. Da da da. Now, since then, since that day, I now teach 
one, two, so I teach three? Monday night, Tuesday three? night, Thursday three. night, Thursday night. So always three yes. per week yep. of crystal singing bowl, um, like sound healing sessions where I bring in my shamanic drum, I bring in my koshi chimes, I bring in my Tibetan bowl, I bring in my rain stick, I bring in my juju shaker, like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in a gym. In a gym. I love it. So <laughs> like I'm just blessed and thankful that my gym trusts me enough to Im- to bring in something so non-gym like yeah. into the gym sphere and the yeah. members are frothing over it. Yeah. Because it's that one thing that they felt like they were missing out of their recovery. Yeah. So let's say, in reality, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect synchronicity. Like it, it matches and complements it beautifully. Yeah. With all of the physical aspects to it as well. hundred percent. And so like I mean, there are people, some people that come to the gym and they do have like the astral traveling and communicating with the dead and all these like downloads and Mm. whatever else. There are others that just come in and have a glorified nap. Yeah. Have a beautiful relaxation, a bit of a clear and a cleanse and off they go. Not that they even realize that that's what's happening, but they're having that beautiful relaxation and fills them up, fills their cup up. And there's actually been quite a few times, which I'm blessed and honored to have participated and facilitated this but there have been a few times where people have had some pretty like earth shattering breakthroughs and mm. you know breaking down into a tears and stuff like that and then yeah like and i could feel their energy because i'm an empath so i feel their energy when i'm doing it and so then i'll go up to them while they're still in uh, while they're still under you yeah. know what i mean as in while they're still <laughs> comatose in a positive yeah yeah Generally and i'll just intuitively them. play particular instruments over them or whatever um so it's and the thing is I said this on the last episode that when I was over-intellectualizing tarot, I disconnected from my intuition because I was over-intellectualizing it. Yeah. This has reconnected me with my intuition. It's completely just like pushed you straight back into it. Because singing bowls, there's no left brain. There's no manual. No. You you just play. You don't think. You just do. Shamanic drum, you just do. Like Koshi yeah. chimes, you don't get to choose where that crystal hits inside because it's got these little rods in it. Yeah. It just it just goes where it goes. And um, you and then you also create you work out what sounds come after the next and what's gonna be that journey and you're it's creating a complete, that. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a complete like intuitive practice. There's no yeah. I mean, there's obviously a certain amount of thought, but even like yeah, most of the is, times but... with the guided meditation I do, um I'll obviously have some thought as to, oh, this is another note. Um, on that note, because of what I've been doing, I'm now noticing more of the, the seasons and the moons and like the astrological yeah. signs because we're doing so much more meditation. I try yeah. to bring in the energy of Leo or the energy of whoever, whatever, um, whenever. And um, depending on if it's full moon, new moon, quarter moon, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So I'm changing the way that I deliver based on what we're dealing with. Yep. And the different different season or the different uh, sign, the zodiac sign that it's in, whatever the energy is. And if it's not a particularly standout thing, I just go with my gut. And like the other day I did one where I felt in the room that people wanted more happiness and more confidence. So at the end of the meditation, when I pulled them out, I put them into the seated position where they're still conscious, yeah. but they were still partially subconscious. And then I did some like hypnotherapy on them to bring in more happiness and confidence <gasps> in their lives. And, and all these people like, oh my God, I really needed that today. Yeah. You're and welcome. see, that's that again, that's you tuning back in. Yeah. Like to tune into what people are needing and what, and it's been that 
um, just natural progression that you're starting to come a bit more with the cycles and the seasons and and the moon and and all of those aspects. And can I just say from watching like on the sidelines, it has been beautiful to watch you with your journey with like the sound and, and doing all of those things because you just, you can just see it just lights you up when you start talking about it or when you do it, when you play and all the rest of it. So, I mean, how could it not though? I mean, I know, hang on. I know. It's like, as an Come example, on, do the thing. As an example, I know this may cut out because of. Yeah, actually, like, sometimes it does. We'll just try this. Tell me if it does or not. Yeah, it's cutting out. Damn. Or what if I just do. Yeah, it did. No, it's still cut out. Damn it. It. Did, it did like the first like little second or so, and then it went really quiet. Let's see if I do this when it changes anything. Yeah. Uh, so like changing settings back to what they were anyway. So, um, so how can you not be lit up when you're listening to like such, yeah, it is deliciousness. And it's also beautiful because it's also a way for you as well. Like you might be facilitating and offering that to other people and getting that experience, but you're also kind of. Oh, you're getting healed hundred percent. Yeah. And it has helped me. Like the fact that I'm so physically active because mm. I work yeah. out every morning with my husband, then I'm doing teaching classes, six classes on a Monday, five on Tuesday, five on Wednesday, five on Thursday, two on Friday. I think that's right. Anyway, something like that. Yeah. Plus the seven days, like that's a lot of physical activity. And everyone's like, how mm. the hell do you manage to do that? Because I'm lifting weights. I'm doing cardio. I'm doing all the things. <laughs> um, but then I've got sound healing on Monday night. Then I get on Tuesday night. Then I get on Thursday night. So, and then I do a stretch class is my final class of the week. I was smart with that. See, I, made sure this, I was going to say, look at you go. That it was, was a stretch well. and meditation yeah, class is always well the way done. I end my week. Um, so I'm doing so much of this inner while I'm doing all this outer, yeah. um, that it kind of just balances perfectly. Um, and I guess that also brings me to the next thing. Cause then in addition to all of that, I also have started going to cacao ceremonies. Yes. Um, Tell us out, a little bit more about that. Well, shout out to the sacred crew. So this is sacred, sacred cacao. Um, anyway, so um, uh, now, one thing I do want to address quickly, because I know that it's a hot topic. We addressed it in the episode with mm. you. Yep. I have done a lot of research on this. I'm not professing to be an expert on it, but I know that some people don't believe in cacao ceremony because of the cultural appropriation and blah, 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 blah. However, this is one mm. thing that I will offer for you is that um, with sacred, as in the team that I uh, have actually been doing my cacao ceremony. Yeah, with. that you've aligned with. So yeah. Dan and his team actually went to the Amazon, to the deep Amazon. Like yeah. I'm talking, it was something like a 15-hour bus ride and a six-hour canoe ride to get to this oh, tribe. Wow. So they, they went to the heart of the Amazon jungle and they met the oldest indigenous tribes in South America. Wow. And so one of them is the Ashaninka tribe. So he actually went there and now the Ashaninka tribe, um, were, which are of, uh, like, I guess, Mesoamerican. So they'd be of Mayan mm. or Aztec or something descent, yeah. um, especially being in the Amazon. But yeah. they've been working with cacao for obviously however long. 
Now, they were at risk of having their land taken off them because of the narcotic trade, so oh, cocaine, cocaine yeah, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so Dan and his team, they now get it from the source. So they went there, met mm-hmm. the tribe, learned all about it. They obtain it from the source, from the specific tribe. They cultivate and create it and then ship it. Yeah. And then it gets manufactured here into the end product. Um, so obviously ship the cacao yeah, the raw, stuff, um, yeah. raw cacao. But anyway, so this way, in my mind, because it's not cultural appropriation, because the money is going directly to the tribe and it yeah. has come from the tribe. There's no middleman. There's no corporate hierarchy. And any events that they run where they're charging for their events, either the money goes to the tribe or they donate it to other charitable causes. So when I go to these ceremonies and stuff, everything is done through human ticks and the charity that they support is actually an Australian indigenous charity. Um, so for oh, me, beautiful. I personally think that for me, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Because even the yep. practices, when we, when we do the cacao ceremony, we acknowledge country of here. Mm-hmm. We also acknowledge the Ashaninka tribe um, and the ceremony that Dan does, which is really beautiful actually connects with all the five elements so it's very in alignment with me being a witch yep definitely Um, and so we do all of that and just the words he says are so beautiful like it almost brings me to tears every time we do it um but anyway so it's just it's a really beautiful practice now do i am i claiming that this is a traditional mayan practice or anything like that no i'm not saying that what we're doing is exactly what the mayans did no one knows what the mayans did because unfortunately due to colonialism all records that were kept were destroyed. We've lost all of that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But but what I can tell you is he's taken what he's learned from the tribe themselves and he's created the ceremony that he does, yeah. which is fusing theirs with ours and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so I personally think it's beautiful. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I do too. not even just from the ceremonial aspect, like I drink it daily. <laughs> Yeah, and it has amazing health benefits. The antioxidants, it's good. So much magnesium in it, which is good for me being a very physical person. Yes. Um, So there's all of that stuff as well as it helps me get into my REM sleep of a nighttime because it helps Mm -hmm. relax me. Yeah. Um, So there's just all those other things. But anyway, I'm not going to harp about that. But what I I have been doing with them is doing ceremony every new moon. Yep. Which has reinforced me following the moon cycles. So where we go so inwards all and we do that purging it. and whatever, da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. So we it's, adding more, it's adding more and more to your personal practice mm-hmm. as well of yeah. bringing that more connection, cyclic connection. Oh, sorry. It's different microphone. That's okay. <laughs> Definitely um, everybody. So then there's all of that. So I think, is that everything? Oh, then you mentioned Kundalini in your episode. I did. Yes. I'm intrigued, but I haven't started anything, but. The reason I'm so intrigued is because Kyle does Kundalini yoga. He does. And since we interviewed him, I've been trying to go down that rabbit hole for so long, but finding a credible source is really hard. But now he's yes, come out with is. his own website and he actually teaches it on there. And I'm like, yeah, do I want to sign up for another subscription? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. And I mean, when I say I've been doing it, I've only been doing little bits and pieces because again, it's a, it's a hard thing to try to find, but I've just been exploring it a little bit more because it's starting to add that extra element. It seems to be something that keeps calling. Yeah. Cause I know that when we last spoke way back, yeah, I was doing a lot more yoga, but then since yeah. we haven't spoken, I haven't been doing yoga because I've been focused so much on the other forms of physical activity, yeah. but also Sanella went away for three months. 
And Sanala yeah. is my yogi. She's the one I go say, to. She's yeah, she's yeah. Um, so she's, I, I like. I mean, I do see others sometimes, but you you know, in yoga, it seems to be one of those things. You just yeah. kind of find the teacher or the instructor or the person that you gel with, and and then yeah. it just kind of becomes it. Like it's the same if you go to a class and it's somebody's class, and even though they're a brilliant teacher, you go and it's cover. It's like oh, there's a little bit of a oh, it's not my normal person. Oh, did I experience that? Yeah. So that's one other thing I did, which is not spiritual. Oh, actually, no, there's some aspects of it that's spiritual. I went overseas, so I had to get all my yes. classes covered, and my students didn't go. No. Most of them just like, no, nah, I'm not going to his class because he's not there. Yep. Even though I told right. them, like, you better buddy go to the gym. Yeah, I've got them all sorted, all the thing. Nah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You do. We do. We're, we're creatures of habit. We find the people we gel with, and then so... So it works. But on that note, just one thing I will quickly touch on, because obviously I mentioned cacao. I actually went to a cacao farm. Yeah, which is fascinating to actually see yeah. the whole process, didn't you? So we we actually did the whole thing. So we went to the trees. We cultivated from the tree. We opened it up. We ate the fruit. Like, because it's actually, when you open it up, it's got these like little pods in it that have got this flesh on it. Oh, um, wow. And so we're actually sucking the flesh off the little beans. You don't eat the beans. Um, yeah. And then we, then they normally, they, they, they go through a fermentation process that so the skin comes off, whatever the, the bean is left. And then from that, it gets dried and then it gets dried again. And then once we, cause we didn't wait for that part. Cause that takes ages, but with yeah. the next part, he then gave us the dried goods and we um, roasted them the traditional way on this little fire thing. Oh, and so we had to good. like roast them. And then once they were roasted, because you could smell the cacao, the chocolate smell. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, and after that, we, so while they were still hot, we peeled all the, <gasps> all the shells off. Yeah. And then we took the end product, put it through this old mill, like it's an industrial style mill that would grind them up. And we had to keep oh, putting them through again so and again good. and again and again to yeah. make fine powder. Actually, no, when we made the coarse one, he then, his wife got some, um, not guava. Uh, what's the, what's the other? We had mango and papaya mango ah, and papaya fruit because yep. we're in colombia it's everywhere yeah uh, mango and papaya and she put cacao nibs all over the top oh so delicious oh, wow. having raw cacao nibs on top of fresh fruit oh you can Yum. thank me later yeah yeah, yeah. um I'm and then after that later. yeah literally if you get mango papaya cacao nibs delish Mm-hmm. Um, and also they gave us some actual drinking cacao because over there in Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, they drink cacao every morning. Wow. It's just See, that's where it's a day-to-day thing. Yeah. Although Latin Americans or Latinx people, um, it's weird. They, they, they get this, they use the cacao, they sweeten it by using, um, uh, I can't remember what the word is in Spanish, even though I knew it because we use it, panela. Panela, which is a um, sugar cane, I think it's sugar cane syrup or sugar oh, cane juice okay. or something, yeah. sugar cane juice. Yep. And then so that, to make it sweeter, but then they put this, I don't know the, the English name, but it's this soft white cheese. They cut it into pieces and they drop oh. that into the cacao. Oh, they actually put it in there. So you're having a hot chocolate with chunks of cheese in it that are just kind of floating around. So you sip in the cacao and it kind of makes it that like creaminess, but then you oh. like can break off bits of the cheese and eat it and it kind of the cheese tastes like cacao it's it's weird but it's delicious i was gonna say i bet it tastes good though doesn't it it's so good yeah so good so i actually (laughs) was drinking cacao every day on my holiday um which then kind of because i'd been doing it here and then went Mm -hmm. over there and then i was drinking it every day just because that's their way of life they don't separate 
like for them it's not like a ritualistic thing anymore yeah, it's, it's just daily life yeah um which has a whole other beauty to it as well where it's just incorporated into everyday life it's not a separate thing yeah no that we do still have that that um often we will still put it as a separate our spiritual side of things or whatever it's a separate part rather than having it as that mesh of our everyday life 100 percent. but then the other thing that i did while i was overseas because i was obviously in colombia and then i went to yep. mexico i got some pretty things i've only got one of them here <sighs> you'll be able to see this because i've got them. white on because you got white on it it yeah. just stands out beautifully so it is a I think it's Malachite, the handle. It's basically a Mayan person with a jaguar headdress kind of seated. Oh, and then the, the it's a dagger, so that's the handle. And then the base, the actual blade part is, guess what it is? Obsidian. Of course it is. It has to be. Because black obsidian was actually sacred to the Maya. Um, I love that. Which I didn't know until I got there. Um, <laughs> I also got this other mask that I bought, which is... um. It's a carving and it's basically like half the face is a Mayan person and the other half of the face is like a skeleton. It's got all these like laser cut engravings in it and stuff. Oh, beautiful. Because Mesoamericans believed in duality. Now their definition for them is um, the Mesoamerican understanding of the universe was guided by parallelism or duality. So in Mesoamerican universe, everything formed a part of a pair. And one of the most fundamental dualities was that of the macrocosmos or the divine powers in the universe and the microcosmos or life on earth. Oh, wow. Everything there was about duality. And you know me, I'm all about the yin and yang and all that other kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. That just gelled completely completely. with everything. Even though I have zero ancestry from Mesoamerica, but I felt so at home there, like when we went to Chichen Itza. um, And there was one point where I remember the guide was talking and my brain stopped listening because I was feeling this vibration through my body and hearing almost like a hum. And the guide, a different guide, not the one who was talking because he was the historian, the other guide who was actually, um, he was Mystica and something else. There was two different tribes that he came from, like Apoteca and Mystica, I think were the two. Yeah. Um, so he came over and he clicked in my th- in my front of my face. I'm, I was like, oh, what? And he goes, you feel it, don't you? I'm like, what? what the hell? I'm like, how do you know? He goes, everyone that stands in this spot, when they're attuned to spiritual things, they gl- their face glazes over because I know that they're feeling it. I said, what the hell? He goes, this specific spot where this you're standing, spot. this area has a high vibration. Wow. And I think that was the coolest is I was there on my birthday. I was going to say, let everybody know, when did you actually go? It was yeah. awesome. It was, it was on birthday. my birthday. I made sure yeah. I said, I'm going to Chichen Itza on my birthday because yeah. I wanted to do something spiritual for me. Yeah. Um, and, oh, crazy shit happened. Like we're talking about the gods and and the, the one of the gods who brings thunder and rain and whatever. And while we're talking about him, lightning bolt comes down literally above the pyramid and all this thunder that was so loud and this rain just came gushing we looked like we were in a wet t-shirt competition it was nuts (laughs) and i'm just like it was sunny skies with blue and clouds and whatever oh wow i don't know how that happened but yeah but like the weather can turn really quickly there can't it yeah like within an instant It, it can it can but I like to think of it as the fact that it was like. I was going to say it was all a little the gods bit were listening. cosmic. Everybody was listening. It was beautiful. But anyway, so, so, so anything else that you've been up to or does that that's, wrap us up? I think that's the majority. So I think we will leave it there I think for so. part two. And yeah. then you all will just have to tune in for part three 
and <laughs> we'll talk about the next part of our journey. We'll talk over the next bit. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.